And okay. I wanted to create the illusion of being, uh, you know, a bit of a softy because I had the long sleeves. But I'll tell you what, there was an absolute cracking rig underneath that jumper. Welcome back for uh, another analysis of the great game that is AFL football. Round two is, as I would say every week, in the books. And it was a week of many, many talking abouts. Before mm-hmm. we go, before we start, how are you, my friend? How's your week been? My week has been excellent. I uh, got away for the weekend and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped, ready to go. What can I say? Port Adelaide is 2-0 and and Melbourne is zipping too. <laughs> the Owen Cup is coming up. The Owen Cup. Yeah, well, we're going to have a bit of a chat about that uh, shortly and uh, a couple other little bits and pieces about... Let, let's talk now because I just want to talk about Chats, Melbourne. Uh, more importantly, just having a look at the AFL ladder, there it's just amazing to sort of see what's been going on, where everybody's sitting and, and who's on top, who's on bottom. And yeah, if you pick this at the start of the season, you are you're Nostradamus 2.0 because I would not have seen Sakura winning two games. I didn't even think Port, uh, Gold Coast would have won a game all season. And mm-hmm. the D's sitting down the bottom... I don't think many people would have picked that after two rounds. So it's been, it's been an intriguing start to the season. Let's just put it that way. And a number of on-field issues that occurred um, this weekend have just increased how strange things can happen in the great game that is Australian rules football. Okay, so what is happening this week on this week's podcast, Peps? Well, I'll tell you what's going to be going on. Before we get into the grand scheme of things, let me just get it like I would say, some of the housekeeping out of the way. We are on Facebook at Lace Out Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Lace Out Podcast. You can email us at laceoutpodcast at gmail.com. More importantly, send your questions through. We've been pumping out the content over the last couple of weeks. We've also had, um, hopefully you all saw my amazing insight interview with Justin Charles Leakes last week. And the amount of people that listened to it uh, has pretty much set records across um across the how would i say across the uh the podcasting platform so it's been amazing feedback has been awesome and he was absolutely brutally honest on a number of different facets so we'll have a bit of a a quick chat about that and some of the things i took out of it we're going to have the fry pans back this week um we've given it a clean out uh we've thrown it back on the stove we're turning it up to high heat and there's someone's going to be copying a pasting this week we've also got going through the news we've got our listeners questions and Something called Richo Watch. I'm leaving that one up to you, Richo Watch. Um, <laughs> and then we're going to wrap it up. But before we get... And also, we're going to go through what the uh, score is at the moment with the Lace Out Podcast Tipping Comp because boy, oh boy, is it heating up at the top of the ladder. But as we do every week, we start with the news. Um, and the first one I'm going to talk about is the AFLW Grand Final. Sunday afternoon, 55,000 spectators. What a um, what a penultimate um, finalisation for the massively successful AFLW3, if you wanted to mm-hmm. follow the Big Bash. It was a pretty big um, seven-round season. And um, the Adelaide Crows have once again taken out the AFLW Premiership. Um I don't know what to say. If you once again said there was going to 55, I don't even think they knew that 55,000 were going to turn up to watch the women's game. That's, that's exceptional. On a Sunday, on a Sunday, Arvo as well. On a Sunday, Arvo. So that says two things. Uh, Adelaide are starved of success and they've given up the blokes and they've moved over to the ladies. Or <laughs> there is 
absolutely nothing to do on a Sunday afternoon in Adelaide. And that was the best of the best, which was the women's grand final. I, I don't know how to look at it. It was, like I said, as biggest crowd. I think it was the biggest crowd ever for a female um, event. Yeah. And that, that's huge. Absolutely. Yep. Huge. So good on to them and good on to all the players and the teams and that had another successful season. And it's only going to get bigger with another four teams being introduced next year. Yep. Well, the, you know, the tidal wave is coming. Lots of, lots of women's team playing country football and, and whatnot. Um, at least this year, it was a decent grand final. Uh, I think last year the winning result was like 14 to 7 or something. This year it was actually 63 versus 18. So um, Adelaide still, thrump, still thumped Carlton, but at least a better game. At least a better game. You've got to give Carlton some credit, sorry, credit though. They were at the bottom of the ladder last year and they've come in and uh, runners up. Can't ask for much mm-hmm. more than that. Look, they would have won the flag, but, well, you know, would have liked a flag. But what can you do? Adelaide were just, they lost the first game of the year. Didn't lose one since. Um, they got no. probably the greatest player ever to play uh, women's football in the uh, AFLW, Aaron Phillips. But what yep. does it say about a person who um, does their knee halfway through the third quarter and still wins mm-hmm. best on ground? Mm-hmm. That is phenomenal. So their second yep. premiership, her second uh, grand final victory, and also her second best on ground medal. She's the greatest player ever to play AFLW. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, whatever, whatever comes up in the history. Oh, sorry. Coming up. She'll be, there'll be a medal named after her somewhere uh, or an award or something like that, because she is, she's going to be the greatest. Um, yeah. Coming forward. I don't know. I, I think it's a bit early to give it the Aaron Phillips medal for best in the league. I wouldn't have a problem at all naming the best in a grand final after her. I think that would that would be that would be nice. I think yeah, that'd, that'd uh, be nice. I reckon that'd be a nice because if she doesn't play another game, that would be the penultimate success. Mm. Two mm. grand finals, two best on grounds. There's only a few other players that have done that in the history of the league. Gary yeah. Ayres, Andrew McLeod. Hasn't been too many of them at all. So that that's a, a yeah. fantastic. Fantastic result for her. Hopefully she I'd gets like better. Um, like What's her name? Named as yeah, the best medal after. And the season's just ticking along nicely. And even the quality of the games this year was a lot better than the previous season. Correct. Um, once again, but it was free entry. So once again, if they had to pay to get in, would they still have got 55 grand? Probably not. I would have loved to have seen a gold coin donation. That would have been a massive success if they said, look, gold coin donation goes to a charity. That would have been a perfect opportunity to raise some funds, MN, uh, fight MND, Children's Hospital Appeal, whatever it might be. Um, yeah. That could have been an option that maybe have gone missed. But, you know, kudos to the Adelaide faithful over there. They got out mm-hmm. and um, supported a big time. Awesome. In, 10 years time do you reckon, in 10 years' time, do you see this AFLW being its own thing and seeing it by its own feet and, and not being free entry? I think well, about actually, it. Uh, you know, about your club um, out there in the Essendon districts. Yep. I reckon women's participation would have gone through the roof the last three or four years. Yeah, it has. It's gone huge. Yeah. Uh, Essendon district. So in ten, ten years' time, there's much better competition. Yeah, the the regional leagues there is a, a massive hunger for it. There's lots of teams. I think there's uh, in my league. I think there's a ten team or a twelve team competition. So it's quite big. Mm-hmm. One of the things that Justin Charles brought up when I was having a chat with him last week, he said that 
the thing with the AFLW is there's no second tier. And so where kids, you know, from, from the, the guys' perspective, they've got obviously their local leagues, they go to under-18s, then they play usually VFL, yeah. and then yeah. they go and play AFL when they're ready to, to you know, make the big step. There's nothing yeah. along those lines from a female perspective. And so yeah. you'll see that there's a lot of players who don't have that football background, especially in the first three years, have just jumped into AFLW. Yeah. Um, yeah. Aaron Phillips is a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I was actually quite surprised, and I've, I've forgotten her name. Uh, Australian netballer ended up getting a rookie contract for Collingwood this year. And I was actually like totally surprised. Well, hold on a second. Isn't she a netballer? But no, she stepped out of the netball court and gone into football. So yep. there's that, that ease of transition at the moment because they need the numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, they're going to be adding another another four teams next year. That's an, the, the talent pool is going to be diluted, diluted even more. Yeah. The steps they've made this year with the quality of football, is that going to now drop again? Yep. Because of the steps, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yep. I think it's just a wait and see. They're probably on... Uh, they've just had uh, no Andy Mundy. <laughs> probably on the, been on the breezes all, all week to celebrate their massively long season. And now they're going to have a bit of a break until until later in the year it all kicks off again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Anything yeah, else to say about that? I think nothing to say about that. What's that? Nothing else to say about that? Nothing What's else? No. No. No, I'm done. Uh, what about this thing? I know you've written this, so I'll let you go into it a little bit more. But is Mark Robinson delusional thinking that James Hurd can coach again? Yeah, I think that piece is completely fantasy. Um, so the article came out that 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 Wush is in trouble at Western and, and James Hurd could potentially come in and, and, and step in for him and, and coach out the season. I think. Robbo probably needs to check his meds because that is that is some loose writing to uh, to say the least. So there was no way that James Hurd can ever coach an AFL team ever again, especially not Essendon, considering that the people who are still at the Essendon Football Club are the ones that kicked him out in the first place. Um, so I, I don't see how that could ever happen. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Oh my, <laughs> they've got no idea. So let's just put this in perspective. Um, unless you've been living under a rock for the last five or six years, James Hurd pretty much brought the entire competition into disrepute with the drug saga. And the thing that has never happened is that the admittance of, yes, we did it. And I don't think until that actually occurs, how could you let him in? How could you let him in again? You can't yeah, let a guy run a club with this still hanging over him. Yeah, it's still hanging over. Mm-hmm. And and that's a it's just delusional to think that. Oh, you know what? We'll just sweep that under the carpet because if it was anybody else, they would not be allowed anywhere near an AFL team ever again. Yet, for some reason, he can just continue to, to get his name up in lights. So, do we just How leave it at... I'm sorry, Robert. Full of you're shit. delusional most times, but that's out of control. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't ever know where the story would even have come from. Sure, I don't even... I, 
James? Has James been in his ear about it? Who knows? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Probably, probably. But James loves his Essendon. I mean, Robbo loves the Essendon Football Club more than he loves his himself. And so for him to be able to, for him to just write that piece, no. Nah. I know there's this whole forgive and forget, but maybe you're forgiven, but I think there's a lot of people haven't forgiven what's happened. And once again, until it's all been sorted, it's all been wiped out, it's all been, you know, the, the real story has been uncovered to exactly what happened. You, you cannot, yeah. you cannot do it. I think the leopard yep. never changes its spots, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. One day, I mean, maybe one day it'll be all be reconciled, but you've got to, you've got to, you've got to wash it out at the moment. There's still too much dirty laundry in there and you just, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. It's too much dirty laundry. And until you, you white king the whole place. Um, no, you can't, you can't risk it for the biscuit. Unfortunately, you, you cannot do it. Hey, he was a gun player, gun captain. Like he virtually did everything he possibly could play in the game. Yeah. But you've, you've got to go no on this one. There's, there's yep. no two ways about it. You have to go no on this one. Um, yep, you know what was also fantastic to see, and it's just happened tonight, if you haven't heard, um, the cock block, or as we would say, the cox block, uh, <laughs> who did get a week for um, uh, Dylan Grimes running into his arm, had his one week overturned at the tribunal, and thank goodness, common sense was seen. Because that was an utter, utter disgrace. I use that word a lot, disgrace. But that was nothing but a disgrace. And but when Pepsi you look at the footage, the if anybody around the world had seen that and said, look, that mm. person got rubbed out for that, they would just laugh at our league. They can't understand the game as it is. That, that was just a disgrace. And it's only... Can I play devil's only, advocate? Pardon? Can I play devil's advocate? Oh, here we go. All right. So last year they talked about all the cheapies off the ball, the punches and stuff like that. The AFL said, whoop, that's it. We're going to crack down on this. We're going to stop it. Mason Cox decided to actually use a fist and, and do and, and hit him 30 minutes off the ball. A softy one. I will admit it's soft. But the AFL came out last year after everyone was cracking it about the no to- you know, no tolerance, no tolerance, no tolerance. Gets pinged for a week and the world's up in, t- up, up, up in arms about it. Like what? What? What do you want as a spectator? But it wasn't a cheapie. That's the thing. He, it, it was almost when Stephen May copped his a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I think there's two parts to this. Was it malicious in its intent? You're allowed to stand your ground. You're allowed to brace yourself. And in both cases, the bloke who's run into him wasn't aware of his surroundings. So the young bloke from Brisbane who ran into May copped a week because he'd handballed the ball and wasn't even looking where he was running. And Grimes was the same thing. If you look at, he wasn't accelerating hard. He was just jogging. I think he was actually a victim of being, you know, almost seven foot tall. Because oh, for sure. Because his own height, it would have been a shoulder to shoulder. Shoulder to shoulder. Absolutely. Because he's got that extra half a foot on top of Grimes. That's what caused all the issues. It's a simple. But we've thing. seen. We've seen. There wouldn't be anything to see here. We've all. seen players, though, who are falling and accidentally get caught by a shoulder from the other player and get a week or two for it because it's a high head contact. And that's, and so that's the problem. Why is this any different, is this any different so though? focused on the result Yeah, that there is nothing being put into the intent. Now, I would ask you, if you looked at that, what was the intent? Was his intent to knock him out? No, you just stood his ground. There's nothing in the rules that says stand your ground. I even tweeted today. 
It would be brilliant if the AFL could come out and tell me what the difference between a block, a brace, and a bump is. Because mm. I've got no idea the difference, especially between a block or a brace. Sorry, a block and a, a bump. I always thought that a bump is actually, is leaving the ground, at least having one foot off the ground. You didn't have well, anything maybe we, there. Maybe, maybe we could uh, maybe we could check with Melbourne because they wanted to clarify why uh, the, the Max Gorn incidents with Port Adelaide or also known as sucking it up to the AFL. Wow. Okay. No, that's totally understandable. Totally understandable. Don't worry. They, they sucked it up themselves a lot over the weekend and we'll get into to my mob a little bit later. Yeah, you're that seeing laughing come on, Pet. I think that was a come bit on. of a cheap shot, like pretty much what you did <laughs> against Gordon. Um, but what's even more annoying is that then Dylan Grimes goes and puts his elbow yeah. through Jamie Elliott's for Jamie Elliott's jaw. Mm. It's a week. And that there is where everybody is stumped, where you're telling me that they both got the same, the same penalty? Yeah, yeah. That, doesn't, that did not make any sense whatsoever. But nothing's changed. What's changed from last season? Nothing changed. No, but... We're still confused. Pardon? We're still confused. Of course. We, players, they had Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones was on... Um, TV the other night and they asked him a question and he said, mate, I, I, we're struggling to sort of see what the differences are mm. at times. Yeah. I was watching, I was watching the, the Bulldogs-Hawks game, which was an absolute belter. That was mm-hmm. a ripping game. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was, I thought, here we go, I'm going to get seven winners this week. I thought I was on fire at one stage. <laughs> the doggies have come out and kicked the last nine goals of the game. Nine in the last yeah. quarter, I think 10 for the game. But James Sicily, doing the disgrace to the great number six that a lot of uh, proud footballers have worn over the years, uh, Glenn Lovett, Chris Pepper, Justin O'Donoghue, that's about it. Um, I, think, I, think, I think the only guy that we wore the long sleeves was Chris Pepper. Yeah, and you know why? Well, I did Which is a whole, whole, whole lot of conversation. Yeah, a whole lot of conversation. Play, uh, for the East Keeler Football Club. Very good. 400 gamer. jumper because I'd create oh, the... 370. 370. Over 370, yeah. It was an absolute cracking rig underneath that jumper and it destroyed many, <laughs> many years. That's a story for another day. But, um, yeah, I just think that um, I, I don't understand some of the rules. Sicily, the one where he got in the goal square where he gave that free kick away, I was actually punching mm-hmm. on with a few people. Half were saying that it was a free kick, half were saying it wasn't. And there's the problem right there. No one actually knows what it was for. It was an open-handed slap. And they read the rules out this morning on SEN and yep. it didn't match anything for what they're supposed to be looking. It was an error. But yep. once again, the AFL come out and say, no, it was the right decision. And that's what, I think that's really what pisses a lot of people off is the fact that they won't come out and say, yeah, you know what? We fudged that one up. Yeah. But who cares? That's Hawthorne. We hate Hawthorne. We don't like Hawthorne, but not liking your team, is one thing, yeah. but seeing them being ripped for things like that is another thing altogether. Yeah, would would the the AFR would never come out and say they got it wrong, would they? Why would you cannibalise your own system? I think the biggest issue, well, one of the issues is, is that um, we can criticise everybody: coaches, players, runners, water boys, fitness staff, but the AFL 
in terms of the umpires can't be criticised. Why not? Mm. We're so happy yep. to say they're doing a great job, but when they make a mistake, admit it. Do you yep. think that they'd get a little bit more respect if they came out and said, yes, we've made a mistake once in a while? Oh, for sure. But you can't go down the path of the NRL coaches where they're just slagging off the umpires in, in brutal fashion. You can't have that. No, I don't think you should be able to go off and slag them off. But I think that if, if something needs to be asked or say, you know, here's the thing, and this is what I'm, I'm a massive advocate of. I've got no issue with you coming out and saying, hey, that was a great job. Well umpired today. I thought they were awesome the way they let the ball go. The AFL would be, would be so happy for hear, to hear coaches and captains say that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But you're also going to make mistakes in life as well. What And what, you think it's going to turn people off from not umpiring because uh, they made a mistake? Yeah. No, you made a mistake. Just admit that you got something wrong and you'd actually get a lot more respect from the general public. And I think that's where yeah. the issue lies. What would happen though if you lost it? So for example... You know the Sicily one come back and they and they lost the game as a as a pure result of that call. The umpires coming out and saying, "Yep, that was a wrong call." Would Hawthorne have recourse to then go, "Well, AFR, we need we need something done. We want some some half points or something because you've admitted the mistake uh, that cost no, us the game." No chance because that didn't cost them the game. Uh, but what if it did? Like a call like that. Well, that's one call in how many are made throughout the day. I know. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, Don't get upset, Pets. As much as you like, and a lot of people have said that. But there's there's the issue in itself. Is that if it, if it, it if it's going to cost them a free kick, they were already getting smashed. I think that was just the the, the timing of it wasn't great because there was another one that happened mm. when Jagger O'Meara pushed a doggies player in the chest and that reversed it over. They had the one yeah. where Warple was running through the middle of the the center circle. Apparently, that was another free Dang. kick. So there yep. was three of them in, in a very short time frame, which just escalated yeah. the whole thing. It's, yeah. No, it's, it's it, like I said, a game is won over 100 minutes of football, not mm-hmm. one minute, I, two minutes. I agree. I agree. And they were five goals up at three-quarter time. They've got no one to blame but themselves. Oh, yeah, the game was done, for sure. But that saying, it was good to see that the cock block um, got chopped because he deserved to play even though... Geez, he turned it on. He turned it on in um, on uh, Thursday night, didn't he? He was amazing. Yeah. 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 Let's move on. Um, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> well, let's move on from that. Um, so, question here. Out of the current 2-0 and zero teams, who won't make the eight? Geelong, Brisbane, Port, Bulldogs, or St. Kilda? Melbourne. Oh, whoops. Sorry. I got that wrong timing. What's that? <laughs> I was just saying Melbourne. Melbourne aren't going to make the eight. Melbourne will make the eight. <laughs> Look at your face right now. You are so stunned. Melbourne will make the eight. <laughs> Don't worry about that. This is not, this is not a 1,000-metre sprint, mate. This is the Melbourne Cup. It's not one in the first 2,000 metres. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's never going to be the Melbourne Cup since 1956 or whatever it was. <laughs> your yeah, last premiership. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're a funny guy. Um no, I reckon that um, the D's, uh, they, they, they're just setting everybody up at the moment. They're throwing the out a bit early. The old, the old Sydney Rope-A-Dope, zero and six start. Let's not talk about the D's. Let's get back onto this. Out of the zero teams, who won't make the eight? Just remind people who are currently two and zero. Um, so we've got Geelong on top, Brisbane, 
Port, Bulldogs, and St Kilda are all the two and zero teams. So, Peps, who do you think will not make the eight out of that current list? Um, St Kilda. Uh huh. St Kilda will end up bottom four. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll I don't four. disagree. I don't disagree. Um, It's a toughie. Bulldogs, I don't think will. Ooh, okay. I don't think they will. And the other one I don't think that will... Yeah. ...will be your mob. Yeah, that's fair. I th- I, I, actually, I don't even think Brisbane will either. I think the only one that's a lock is Geelong. Okay. Brisbane have a lot of kids. Time will tell towards the end of the season. Okay? Uh, and Port... Yeah, I agree. They're, they're not reliable, a bit like my mob. Yep. And a lot of kids are playing really well at the moment. Who have they beaten? They did beat Hawthorne on the weekend, and mind you, that was a great comeback, so I'll give them that. And the first week they played... uh, The Bulldogs? They played Sydney. Sydney aren't much chop either. They're zero and two at the moment, I think, as well. Yeah. All right. Now, if you have a look at round three, going by what we've got there, Mm -hmm. uh, Brisbane play Port Adelaide. In Brisbane. Now, if Brisbane oh, they that, would is, say is real deal, they should win that. Isn't Richmond Port Adelaide this week? Round three. I got that wrong, have I? I'm looking at round yeah, four. You got that wrong. You should, you should <laughs> do some prep before the show, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Western Borders play Gold Coast, so you think that the doggies are going to go 3-0? Yeah. But mind you, Gold Coast aren't a pushover as they've been over the last couple of seasons. They've, they could almost be 2-0 after the first week and, and great win last week against Fremantle. Mm-hmm. Um, you've okay. also got St. Kilda play Fremantle. So this will be the test. Fremantle versus St. Kilda at Optus Stadium. Now, Fremantle, if St. Kilda are any good, they should pump Fremantle. Mm-hmm. Um, Geelong, they play Adelaide on Thursday night. Yeah. And the only one that we are missing is... Actually, no, that's it. Oh, Geelong. Yeah, Geelong playing Adelaide. They're playing Adelaide, that. yeah. Sorry. So Geelong play Adelaide. Brisbane play Port Adelaide. So they're, they're going up against each other. Yep. Bulldogs play Gold Coast. Should win that. St Kilda mm-hmm. play Fremantle. Should win that. So there's, got, there's going to be a few stories coming out of this round. Um, and there's also a couple of belters as well. Melbourne play Essendon. We know that one on Friday night. Melbourne will win that by six goals. <laughs> um, that's, that's a given. That is a given. And, if I, and, and I'm telling you now. If Melbourne lose to Essendon this week, wait for the fry pan next week because I might actually burn a hole through the bottom of it. I used to, it used to, it's currently 17th and 18th. Oh God, this is a good game. No, no, oh, but, I can't wait. What, 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 what a Friday night thriller we've got I can't going down. on. How many, how many years did we have to put up with Carlton playing Friday nights? Well, we've replaced it with a 17 and 18 already. Oh, that's after round two. Come on. Pull your finger out. <laughs> Things happen. Um, Hawthorne play North. North, geez, they're going well. They're the other zero and two team at the moment. Jeez. Yep. I thought they'd be all right. Got that one wrong. It's yeah. still early days. It's two rounds in. Like, didn't North oh, win no. eight, were eight and zero and miss the finals? Yep. 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 Well, Sydney, Sydney was zero and six a couple zero of years ago. Zero and six and, and the made the finals. Things yeah. happen. Let's not read too much into it at the moment, okay? Um, I know, but... 
did, did, yeah, so were I, you I, angry? Were you angry on Saturday night? Was I angry? Um, yeah. Well, technically, I turned the game off at halftime. Hey, you gave your daughter a massive, a massive uh, pep talk yeah. trademark. Yeah. Uh, what's going on? Well, you talked. You told. You told her about losing and winning gratefully, gracefully. Yep. And you cracked the sides and turned the TV off. Uh, no, what I said to Maya was, listeners, I took my daughter to see the Melbourne Port Adelaide game and she wanted to go around about halfway through the last quarter. I said, look, no, honey, we're going to stay to the end. You've got to celebrate the wins, but you've also got to accept the losses as well. Um, and that is true. But when you're in the comfort of your, your room, you can turn the game off. And I and I turned the game off. Because did you check your phone? Pardon? Did you check your phone at all? No. Nah. No. Nah. I You're turned done. it back on towards the end and it was a it was a shambles. They they, they were just they, they were fumbly. They just look like a team that's not they're not conditioned yet. I just wanted you to do to, to do the fry pan this week on Melbourne. I oh, know, but they also played Geelong, and let's be frank, Geelong were awesome. Like, it's hard to win down there. And mind you, when we get into Richo Watch, and some of the, once again, we know the dribble he came out last week with the goalposts. I think he's come out with another cracker this week. I think this might have to be a weekly segment, Richo Watch. And, and actually, can we get the listeners to also uh, uh, comment on for, to us about anything they heard that Richo says during the week that is just ridiculous? Yep. And we'll give All a right, highlight. So put that up on the Facebook page this week. But most importantly, if you hear Richo say, Anything stupid. Tweet us or uh, tweet us or Facebook us at Lace Out Podcast and we'll be happy to, to go through it next week. We'll get into that in just a moment, but it will, um, it will. Now they they were just they were they weren't too good, mate. They they they, they just look underdone. I think what's happened is I don't think they've believed their own hype. I, when you've had twelve of your main twelve of your main group have surgeries in the postseason. Mm, mm. It takes time to get over that and it takes time to get fit and they're just not where they should be. And I just think that that's it. Um, and it might take them a few weeks to get into the swing of things. They're, they're actually quite lucky in a way because they've got Freeman. Uh, so they've got Essendon this week. Then mm. they play, I think it's Sydney. Yep. And then I believe it is St Kilda. So potentially they could win the next three. Puts everything Absolutely. back on track. Absolutely. Okay. Um, which I would believe. I just think that they've had, a, for the first time in a long time, they've had a, a big injury run. It's a little bit like yep. Richmond this year. Richmond have had some pretty big injuries in the first couple of weeks with Rance and Rewalt. It's the same with the Ds. Yep. They just have, yep. they've had a lot of depth, but mm-hmm. eventually you're going to hit the bottom of the pool and we're starting to hit the bottom of the pool. Like Stephen May comes in, plays one game, does his groin, he's out again. So yep. all that leadership and, May, and Lewis around at the moment, your forwards. And admitted he and, didn't come into it well. What's that? He also admitted that he didn't actually. He probably came in a bit, a bit underdone to yep. Melbourne after the, after the recruiting. Yep. So be it. But you know what? Once you cross that line, you're you're ready to play. And they weren't ready yep. to play. They they started off okay, but they just got the fumbles, and they were just yep. beaten by a much slicker team. Simple as that. Yep. Hey, quick question. Um, yeah. In the AFL, right? So we got mm-hmm. we got the AFL. We got the coaches in the AFL. Who do you think are the mm-hmm. top three coaches when it comes to win percentages of the AF, of the current crop of AFL coaches? Who do you think are the three coaches that have the highest win percentage and who are the three that have the lowest win percentage? Okay. Okay. All right. I'm going to go for Clarko. 
Yeah. No, he's uh, not one of them. Top, isn't he? Okay. No. Can we go Ken Hinckley? No. Goodwin? No. Oh. Can't be Ross Lyon. No. So newbies. Chris Scott's number one. Highest win percentage out of all the coaches. 192 games, 133 wins, 57 losses, two draws at a 69.3. It's not fair. The, the, first two years, second? The, the first two years he got carried. Doesn't matter. So hey. hey, someone has to someone has to ride winks every week. Huey <laughs> Bowman. He gets to ride winks. He's just the right place, right time. John Longmire second. True. Don Pike is third. At the moment, an equal fourth would be Adam Simpson on around about 64.4%. Down the bottom, though, Stewie Jew, Mm -hmm. understandably. Yeah. Chris Fagan. Shit job. Shit job. Shit shit job. But you know what? They were were really good on the weekend. If you could watch that game, you you would have given them some credit. For where Mm -hmm. they were, they kicked nine points in this, sorry, eight or nine points in that third quarter. They should have been six goals up at one stage. Yeah, yeah. And um, Captain Green shoots himself. Really? Bolton, yep, 27.4. Now, this is the interesting, the last two. Alan Richardson is next at Mm -hmm. 34.8. Okay. John Worsfold is next. He only has a 50.3% strike rate. Now, you think of all the great years he's had at West Coast. Mm. Not ticking along nicely, is it? At the moment, is it? No, no. He, I was thinking the other day when I was driving to work. He was the coach that came out and said he was sort of over it, wasn't he? He was over. He was over coaching West Coast. He was not in love with it anymore. Is that him? Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But all right. Everyone deserves a second chance, except for James Hurd. But look, it's okay to have it. Well, you, if you hear the rumours about what happened uh, during West Coast during the early 90s, let's just say, well, John Worsfold was a chemist and they were slightly big boys over there in West Coast. Put two and two together and you'll get big units, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, hey. Um, Richo right. Watch? Pardon? Richo Watch now, surely. Oh, Richo Watch. I'm handing this one over to you. For the, f- All right. uh, for the second ever edition of Richo, Richo, Richo Watch. Over to you, Jamie Wallace. All right. So, Richo Watch this week. So, uh, as you know, Richo is definitely in the conspiracy theory uh, tinfoil cap wearing corner. This week, Richo tried to give an explanation as to why Melbourne struggled against the Geelong football team. And this is what he said, and I'll summarize. Richo said that the drive from Melbourne to Geelong is mentally taxing on the players. Therefore, that's why the result of teams who come down to Geelong from the Melbourne-based clubs have a hard time playing them at the Cattery. That is this week's Richo Watch. Richo, Richo, Richo Watch. <laughs> Richo Watch. Uh... That that is complete dribble, yeah. Oh, what's going on with him? Well, it, that doesn't surprise you at all from listening to the Channel Seven commentary team because 
for about 25 minutes, I was speaking about uh, Lingy's cricketing uh, grand final win, which no yeah. one gave a shit about. No. And I don't know if you remember last year, Richo was talking about his pet cat while the game was on. No one gives a shit, Richo. It depends on what game that was for because there were some pretty it ordinary games. Port Adelaide game, no doubt. I get stuffed. <laughs> it probably would have been, though. No, it was a Port Adelaide game. It had to be a Port Adelaide game. <sighs> sure. um, yeah, so that's this week's edition of Richo Watch. And like I said, listeners, head over to the Facebook page or our Twitter handle and send us anything that you hear Richo say that we have to bring up next year, next week. Uh, you could be the lucky uh, winner of getting your name up in lights. Uh, you might want to then maybe transcribe what we say, put it up on the fridge, show mum and dad that you got your um, your Richo, Richo, Richo watch. Richo up watch. in lights. Um, Perfect. So like I said, when you hear Richo say something stupid, get on the Lace Out podcast at Fitter, uh, Fitter Twitter or Facebook. <laughs> be able to um, fold you back on that one. Um, All right. Hey, next part now. What's that? Next part, Chris. Well, yep. Can we move on to the next next section? Yeah, next section. Let's have a All look right, three, at... three, two, one. We're going to say it together, yeah? Which one's that? We'll say the next section. The next section. And we're going to say our next section together in synchronized, okay? This one here? Yep, okay. You highlight it for me. On the, you highlight it for me. Highlight it for me. Put, put your cursor next to it on the, on the, on the, on the dock. The sizzle one. Is it the sizzle? No, not the sizzle. Oh, are we doing a sizzle now? Are we doing these ones? I thought you were doing those ones, but we might do sizzle. All right, let's do the sizzle. All right. All right. So, this week, I'm actually uh, stepping into the kitchen, putting the apron Ooh. on, chef's hat, Ooh, and yeah. it's my turn. What, throw... what, what apron have you got? What apron have you got on? Is it, uh, is it the Michelangelo one? No, 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 no boobs. No boobs. No boobs. Going to keep it. I've got, I've got kids here. Can't wear, can't wear the boobs. Um, Statue of David. Statue of David. Classic. No, Classic no, apron. Don't have Statue of David. I actually think I have an apron that says, uh, my wife is my wife is correct 100% of the time, and that's what she tells me. <laughs> Something on those lines. <laughs> right. But my um, fry pan. So um, I've turned the grill up to hot. I've had it sitting on a very high heat for at least the last 15 to 20 minutes. This Ooh. one's going out to... Watch the, the smoke detectors. AFL rules committee because yes. what you are doing to our great game um, is pretty much killing it. Let me open up what I'm talking about here. I can understand the influence that the game has on kids and families. The number one sport in the country. Uh, players are treated like heroes. Very impressionable in terms of actions. It's you know, if you go to any local football ground, you'll hardly see anybody wearing black boots. All right? You'll see kids wearing skins. They're wearing anti-chafe shorts because the heroes do, yet they don't have, they have thighs not even as thick as chopsticks out there. They've got the worst haircuts. They kick a goal and they're doing the, the Fortnite dance or whatever. Um, they're doing hand signals, fist pumps, you know, doogie doogies and all that sort of stuff. They are very impressionable when it comes to seeing what the people on the field, the heroes do every single week. So I can understand when the AFL decided to come in and really regulate the gut punches, the dirty ones behind play, um, the cheapies, the elbows in the back. 
Because you know what? There's no room for that. That doesn't show toughness. Anyone can give one from behind the back. It's when you look in someone eye to eye, that's when the dancing begins. And I tell you what, it takes a certain type of person to stand toe-to-toe to someone, look them in the eye and go, I'm going to knock you out, my friend, because you've given me one. And I can tell you now, I was one of those people who never did that. <laughs> but what I will say is simply this. What they've done is go a complete 180 and hand slaps, back slaps to the chest or whatever, and now being having free kicks paid against them. And it is, it's nothing short of a disgrace. <laughs> I heard something from a guy I used to work with who played ice hockey for a long time. And I asked him the question, why do, they, why do the refs let them punch on? Because they still do it. And I thought it was for the spectacle. And what he told me was, it's simply this, Chris, because the game is so high in its intensity, it's so physical that frustrations can boil up to a certain degree. They have to let that vent. And so what they do is that the fighting aspect of it gets it out of their system. As soon as someone touches the ice or knee goes down, it's all over. They get sin binned, et cetera. Okay. But it also gives the opportunity for even ups, et cetera. Now, we can't even up anymore. So the days where you were, you know, you'd cop one in the back of the back of the ribs and the kidneys from someone walking past, you couldn't even snot them on the edge of the chin. You can't do that anymore. So it was carte blanche for anyone to go around and just go slapity slap, slap, punch, punch, kick, you know. It was out of, it was it was going out of control. But instead of the AFL cracking down on that, they've gone too far. And now it's like, well, even just a, a slight slap or a push, etc., is causing free kicks. It is a physical game. Tempers get high, the pressure's there, things like this are going to happen. Now, as long as, they, as, long as they're not turning it all the way up to 11 and people getting knocked out, etc., cetera, uh, gaff-like, um, uh, Tommy Bug-like, Barry Hall-like, that sort of stuff, there's no place for that whatsoever. But a little push, niggle, etc., it's going to be part of the game. And unfortunately, they're never going to stamp it out. Because I tell you what, if, as, long, as soon as they start to really stamp that sort of stuff out, that's when a lot of people are going to be switching off their TVs. That's where a lot less people are going to be turning up because they want to watch football, Australian rules football, not a glorified version of AFLX. They don't want to watch netball. They don't want it. They want to see men going hard, bumping each other, getting in each other's faces, saying, you want to dance? I'll dance, but let's not dance too hard because we want to play next week sort of stuff. <laughs> so the AFL have to have a really good hard think about what do they truly want? There's, there is that fine line between um, what they want from a spectacle, but also understanding that it is a physical game. And more importantly, the stakeholders, they're not the stakeholders. We are the stakeholders because without us, they have not got a product. And if you haven't got a buyer's market, you ain't going to be selling shit. Mm-hmm. And that's my front like for the AFL Rules Committee, especially you, Mr. Hocking. You're taking it too far and you're going to get yourself burnt. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Burn AFL. Burn, baby, burn. Disco Inferno. Burn. I, I uh, like it. Yeah, I, I think like it's, just, it. it's gone too far. Um, yep. All right. Last week was a massive success when we came to the listeners' questions, and we've had a few oh, coming oh, oh. this week as well. Now, I'm going to hand this one over to you. You want to kick it off? Because I'm tipping that you're well, in front of you. 
No, no, we're we're gonna do a th- we're gonna we're gonna do a three, two, one, and then we're gonna come in with a listener questions together. Okay. okay. Yep. Three, two, one. Listener questions. Do it again. One more, one more time. One more time. Ready? Yep. Ready? Three, three, two, one. Two, listener. one. Listener questions. We tried it twice. We're going to have to work on it. We've, we've, got, we've only got on 22 weeks to get that right, but we will. All right, listener questions. Um, yeah, thanks very All much right, so, through this yes, week. Um, absolutely. So I'm going, to, I'm going to get you to start this one off and then... No, I'm, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm going to ask you. Go I'm going to ask you first. I'm going to ask you first. You ready, Peps? Yep, you go first. No, no, I'll ask you. Exactly. I will ask you. Is that okay with you? Yeah, you ask me. Go for it. Okay. All right. Now, Peps, have you ever seen... Uh, a player run off to the bench when the ball is one meter away from them. How <laughs> stupid, Resident. No, no, I've never seen one person run away. No, no, okay. no. Okay. Well, what about two players then? No, no, no. <laughs> oh God, Essendon! Oh, how pathetic was it? That was how pathetic, oh, was it? And you yeah. know what the funny thing about it was is that the guy, the second one who ran off. Mm. saw the guy get the ball and went, he, he was confused. Do I chase him or run off? I'll, I'll run off and do the right thing. And the guy said, kill the guy just picked up the ball and bolted off. Oh, it, was, it, was like, it was like someone just stopped the game. Oh, it was weird. It was a weird thing to look at. It was almost like someone blew the whistle. And yep. Said, yep, too bad. Um, yep, hold that one out. And then, um, oh, hold on. They didn't blow the whistle. He's bolted off. I'll just go over and get my, my Gatorade. Am I rubbed down? <laughs> what a drop kick. Oh, oh, they're going to have a good outlook at themselves, those two. Uh, I liked it. Shocking. Um, all right. Uh, I had a question from a Justin Calvert. His okay. question was simply this. Chris, where are the six Jim Beam cans you owed me for uh, our annual game? Geelong. That is a great question. Pardon? That is a great question. Justin is on the money with you because you also are... Uh, also need to replace Maltesers <laughs> from the work from the work cache of, of, of Malteser boxes we used to have. I'm pretty <laughs> sure you owe I'm pretty sure you owe a whole tub of cool, fruit fruit cool mints. Yep. So yeah, no, Justin, this is this is this is yeah. beha- this is actually yeah. behavioural with, with Peps. Look, y- y- you beat us. Look, he, he didn't give me any for the elimination final <laughs> last year. So, Steve Bickies, all right? Ooh, you got to okay. call me before the game to say, hey, like, we've got something on. Not just pull it out when you've, you've, you've won a game, all right? And if I did have 16 bean cans, I would have probably had to drink them during the game to take my mind off it. Well, because Jim Beam isn't cheap these days, maybe, like, settle on, like, a Woodstock or something. Oh, yeah. Or bullet, might even go the bullet bourbon. Give him something. Come on, Peps. You've got, you've, got, you've got to come to the party somewhere. Oh, look, I'll give him a shout-out. Um, yeah, no, I'll, I'll give him a shout-out next week. I'll give his business a shout-out. He's got a joinery business down there in, uh, down there in Geelong. Um, fantastic. Great work. High quality. Justin Calvert, superstar. Um, <laughs> another question from an anonymous, uh, an anonymous Ooh. poster. Oh, and I'm going to throw this one towards you because if I, I might give a biased answer here, but will the D's do a Stephen Bradbury this year and snatch a finals position from the jaws of defeat? Just finals? 
Yeah, that's hardly a that's hardly a Bradbury. Well, Bradbury Bradbury won the get, whole thing. We've got to get to the final first before we can. We've got to get to the finals first before we can actually do anything. Will Melbourne make the finals? Do a Bradbury? Uh, I think will will Melbourne make the grand final? Would be the Bradbury moment, wouldn't it? Because yeah, I think you guys yeah. will make the finals. I think you guys will yeah. still make the finals. Yeah, pretty much. I reckon. Yeah. Um. No, I don't. I, I don't think Melbourne will do the Bradbury. No, not at all. So you don't think they'll make finals? Uh I grand think they will. Mate. No, I wouldn't say grand finals. I, I, I think they'll make finals, but get knocked out in the first week. I reckon they'll finish bottom four. Bottom four of the eighth. So oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I reckon. Let's go right for them between now and then for them to to make it. Just look like you want to be there. That'd be a good start. <laughs> I mean, just look like you do want to be there. Is that the supporters or? No, 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 no. Melbourne supporters are Melbourne supporters are a weird mix. Well, you They're got experience from last week. They're, They're a, a weird mob. They're a weird mob. They're uh, just they'll a pat you on the back and stab you in the. They'll pat you on the back one minute and stab you in the back the next. Yeah, well, Melbourne, Melbourne are the kind of people that would go to the AFL to scream at your face and tell you how much they hate you, where other clubs just don't turn up if they don't like the team. So yeah. Melbourne are weird. Hey, look, we might be a weird bunch, but we've never put, we've never put tarps over our seats. <laughs> Have could we put Adelaide? Hey, we were just trying to like, save time and getting the ball back to us quicker. Um, all right, I've got a couple. Uh, so we only had a couple of questions this week. One, uh, we've actually had one big question which we have to answer next week uh, because I think we need to get a bit of a um, a bit of a pool of results to sort of see where things go. But based on what we picked at the start of last start of the year for who was going to finish top eight, would we mm-hmm. tweak anything now? But I'd rather do that after maybe three or four weeks. I think it's yep. a bit early just to you know jump off teams and jump on teams after the spate of only two games. So we're going to push Josh's question back a couple of weeks. Yeah, I reckon we need to put Joe's yeah Joe's question back a couple of weeks. I think. Yeah. So Josh, way mouth. We will answer your question a couple of weeks. Yeah, but but here's something that I will put. Uh, just having a look at the results. We do we normally do um, you know the whip around. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, if if my premiership favourite and I hate to say this is Collingwood at the moment. Yep. They were they were brutal on Richmond last week, and yeah. the game style that they played where it was pretty much keepings off. It's very un-Collingwood-like, and they just decimated Richmond. It just goes to show how much they rely on Rance and Rewalt. And when they're not firing, how difficult it is to score. Yep. Can yeah. I also put a, full, put a thing out for full props for Rewalt for playing with a broken, uh, with a broken arm? Yep. That would have sucked. <laughs> yeah. That would have sucked. No, it would have hurt and sucked. <laughs> um yeah, they're they're going to be in a bit of pain over the next few weeks until they get yeah. they get him back because he's a massive leader on the ground and also is a is a good foil up there for Tom Lynch and Lynch is he's started off his time there really really well. Um, yeah. Now I will say, did you see in the Sydney game Brad Crouch's barrel on the halftime yes. siren? Was it half to, that halftime siren? That was like the equivalent of like 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 the Mick Molloy flipper in 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 um what's the name? What's that bowling Cracker movie Jack. called again? Cracker yeah. Jack. Cracker Jack. It was equivalent of like, the, like that. It was just left and right. Oh, yeah. The warning. Oh, it was. It was like, the last time we saw a barrel that big was Jaden Hunt when he did up in the NT. We need to see it. A... Yeah, I, do, I agree. I reckon if you kick a barrel after the siren, it should be worth double points. Now, that is something I can get behind. 
that it sh- if you kick a barrel after the siren, not a drop punt, a barrel, and it goes through yep. from outside 50, you get yourself an extra six points. That, Was it a big barrel? Anymore. Was and it a big barrel? Nathan Brown made a re- uh, Nathan, sorry, uh, Matthew Lloyd made a really good point. That didn't even make one of the three nominated for goal of the week. That's ridiculous. It's shit. You know, you've got to celebrate the things that are huge. And that was massive. And it really mm-hmm. did the Swans' chances yep. after that. Um, yeah, Swans, they're in a, bit of, they're in a world, of, world of hurt at the moment. They're just aging. Yeah. They're, they're aging. And yep. Yeah, yep. I don't think they'll be making finals this year, unfortunately. There's, there's, they're also sitting at zero and two this week. Um, we won't talk about my mob because they were crap, but Geelong were awesome. Yep. Um, how about the Saints over the Dons? Um, oh. Yeah, I actually watched this game a little bit. That wasn't too bad. Um, Essendon just once again, I think it's back to what we said last week. Just no, no leaders. There's just no leaders in that team. I, tell me you weren't cheering for St Kilda to win. I actually was. Yeah, I was. I was. That was great, was. wasn't it? It was great yep. to see the Saints get over the line. Don't like them. Yeah. Or Saints supporters. Not a big fan yeah. of the Saints. Not that I, I just because they beat up on us for so many for so many years. So it's going to take me a while to get some love back for you. But geez, I was I was loving the work that you did against the Bombers. They would look. They looked absolutely shot. And they're going to make a few changes this week. Hey, your mob over Carlton. Geez, at one stage, it looked like that was going to be going the other way. And then um, Charlie Kerner decided to hurt his knee. Yeah, it was shaky. It was looking shaky at one point. But, I mean, we were always in the bag. I wasn't stressed about it. It was going to be an easy win. Wasn't stressed? No. No. Right. Jack Watts went down. Jack Watts went so yeah, one, one good. You know, he's gone through enough trouble as it is over the last, oh, geez, probably the last 10 years, 10 years of his career. <laughs> and then for that to happen... Yeah, regardless of what you think of Jack, like he did, but then, possibly could have but been. then he, the club let him down. He probably let himself down. He's gone over, started to play a bit of good football, and goes and that happens to his ankle. You don't wish that on anyone. It's a bit like Rance. Like you don't wish that on anyone at all. The problem is though, Peps is bloody Melbourne supporters. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they said, <laughs> "Typical Jack Watts, great one game, crap the next." I'm like, come on, man, broke his ankle. No. That's how, nah. that's how I think, I think that a lot of people have a soft spot for it. No, 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 no. Hey, um, yeah, Geelong were just too good for the D's. West Coast, Geez, they, didn't they put a number on GWS? They were back to their, they were back to their grand final winning yep. ways. What else do you need to say about them? They're, they're, just, they're just good. They, they are just good. And you know, what, what the, the good thing is about it for them is that they've got hey grand final rematch this week. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a belter. It'll be on Channel mm-hmm. 7 this week. Get your televisions out for that one. Mm-hmm. Anything could happen. Anything Sit could happen. Sit down with him. And Gaff comes back for his first game of the year after he decided to put um, young Brayshaw's draw into the uh, basic snack bay at Optus Stadium last year. So good luck to him. Um, I don't think he's a malicious type of guy. It's just one of those things. Let's move on. Um, yep. Geez, North Melbourne, they went out. Got some massive recruits, Aaron Hall, Dom Tyson, Polak, Pittard. And they've gone down to the Brisbane Lions, who I will say, I love the brand of football that they're playing at the moment. Yep. I agree. Yep. North, no good. North just look dysfunctional like they have for the last 
five, six years under uh, Brad Scott. Yep. Simple as that. No good. No good. Something's going to have to change. Hey, look, we've already had a bit of a chat about the Doggies game against the Hawks. They were yep. That last quarter, look, listeners, if you can get a chance, get your KO subscription out. Or go ahead and get your Foxtel subscription. Or if you're like me, borrow your brother's password and username and watch it that way. Watch that the last quarter. Because I'll tell you what, that, that, that will rock your socks. It was just quality football. And knowing that they were five goals down at three-quarter time to see what they did. Yeah. It just gets you excited about, you know what? You can still go out and cause upsets. It's not all defensive football. Anything can happen in this game. And that was a, that was a pure example of it. It was awesome. And that even and how, played into the, um, the Gold Coast-Fremantle game. Yep. The same sort of thing. And it was really good because both games pretty much... I think the, the, the Doggies game finished and we flicked over to the, to the Gold Coast game. And I was at my uncle's, my, um, my cousin's house for their birthdays watching the game. Mm-hmm. We were cheering for us, the, the Gold Coast because they, they, looked, they looked like they've got some structure. And you know what? There was some belief there as well. Yep. So, you know what? Stewie Dew might not have the... Um, the physique of a genuine AFL coach or a normal AFL coach, but you've got some kids in there that want to be there and they've got a captain who they should have probably put captain since day one being David Swallow. Yeah. Those kids, they, they want to play. And you could yep. just see the excitement that they had on their faces when they got across the line. Um, mm-hmm. hey, all the best to them. Because like I said, I, I, want, I actually do want them to succeed. And how good was it this year? Seeing... I know it's not the best market. They probably wasn't yeah. the, the best solution, but... You don't want to see any team fail. Like I'd rather not like teams because of their supporters, not for the trials and tribulations that they have to go through. Um, yep. So it was great for them to see a win because a lot of people picked that they wouldn't even get one for the entire year. Yep. So um, How good was it to see that this, with the new rules, Clark I couldn't just sink two or three behind the ball oh, and try and stop the hemorrhaging? Magnificent. magnificent. I loved it. Uh, it is. It's... The, the fact now that you have to play it on its merits. Yep. Um, I still don't think teams have, have got onto it. I still don't think teams know exactly what to do. No. That's a great well, thing about our game. It ebbs and flows. Because if you do... I, I don't... Yes. We, we say it, Tom, just leave the freaking game alone, can you? It'll work itself out. Yeah. All right? If they can work out the crap on Married at First Sight every week, they can work out a game plan every week, can't they? Well, I did. How, how did Heidi and Mike go? Ah, uh, yeah, they stayed together. They did. Yeah, they stayed together. Oh wow! Nice. Okay. Oh, isn't yep. that lovely? Um, but it'll be nice. Hopefully, we can get Cyril to come in with the King Dingling next week. We'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much on the way home. What What else do you have to add? Uh no, that's that's it. Just once again, I think thanks to just I want to say it off the top, uh, Pep's your interview with Justin uh, was amazing. So yeah. uh, the listings have been amazing. The feedback about uh, the interview was amazing. It was a long play format. So for the listeners out there who who got through it all, it was actually not a hard listen at all. It was actually quite good. And uh, your style and the way that Justin spoke as well. Actually, yeah, I think yep. I haven't touched on that. I was really surprised because um, when he invited me to do it, I thought we might, we might just have a chat for an hour or so. And yep. I walked in and I, and I said, look, you know, can we talk, is there anything you don't want to talk about? You do want to talk about, et cetera. He said, no, no holds barred. Just talk, talk about whatever. And I know you, you gave me some questions that you wanted to ask. And I sort of used that as a bit of a format because I didn't know where it was going to go. 
And mm. we just started talking about Richmond and in his pack because he's still he's gone back to the club. He's working there. Um, yep. Quaterie groups and a few other bits and pieces. And his love for for Dustin Martin and the club and a number of things. And it just sort of evolved from there. And then, mm. you know, the, the question on everybody's lips was the whole drug saga. And the thing that really blew my mind about that was just how honest and open he was about, hey, you know what? I, I stuffed up. These were the reasons why I did it. Mm. And it was so refreshing because these days you, you tend to think that everybody is just filtered. Yep. And when he spoke about Essendon, it was, that was like a, a shock just to pretty much how full on and how passionate he was about that. Mm-hmm. And then when he spoke about AFLW, he, he got passionate about that as well too in, in a, a, a different slant. And, and I'm just sitting there and the, the questions that we had almost fell by the wayside because the conversation mm-hmm. itself just, just went there. And the next minute we looked, it was yeah. an hour and 51 minutes. Yeah. And he said, hey, if you want, we can do another one of these later on in the year. And mm. I really, and I think that's what I've, I've got out of it is that I really want to sit down with more players. And I don't want to talk about the history and all that sort of stuff. You know, that's why I've titled just two of them that we've done so far. The only one I did with Jack Fitzpatrick uh, late last year was just a chat. And that's the way I would like it to be is just a bit of a chat. Because so yep. much of it is, so you did this, so much you did that. You know, what do you think of the game mm. these days? How have things changed? Like, just ask a couple of things and just have it organically bloom in front of you. Yeah. And I think, and, and, and nothing of that was edited. And it's not edited whatsoever. So have a chance, listen to it. The more feedback that we get, like I said, I've had a lot of people get back to me um, and said it was was really good. Um, and a lot of people are looking forward to the new one. So I'd love to do some more. Um, so if you've got any players out there that you can put me in touch with or both Jamie and I in touch with, mm-hmm. hey, let us know and we can tee it up because um, you're our audience. And if if you can help us out, we're a community. That's the way I see it is that, you know, if you can help us, we can help you. Um, you're the musicians, we're the conductors and together we make the music. It's as simple as that. And, um, you know, it, it was it was, it was was an honour to have a chat and, um, yeah, we'll see where it goes after that. But, yeah, it was, it was awesome. It really was, it was awesome. Good work. Good work. Um, it was all, it was great. I have forgotten one thing that I have to tell everybody about, and it is it is it is massive. It is um, the Lace Our Podcast AFL Tipping Ladder. Oh, we've had a change. We have had a change at the top. Fine Wines is now sitting on top with ten points and only winning by a uh, points percentage from uh, me, CJP. Uh, we've also got Justin Ann Morton meets the eye, a.k.a. Mark Pepper, a.k.a. The Love Machine. So it's pretty tight at the top, 10 all. It could be a two-horse race between me and you. The other mm-hmm. two, they need to pick their game up. But, hey, look, it's only week two. What's, what's, what's Love Machine I'll on? I'll tell you what will happen is that we'll be back next week. We'll love Machine, what's he, what's he on? Listen, listeners' questions. Richo, Richo, Richo watch. Richo, watch. We'll go into the news. The fry pan's there. We might have the King Dingling come back. Um, You know what? It's the greatest game in the world, isn't it? It is. It is the greatest game in the world. And having a chat with you every week just makes it so much better. So, um, Jamie, thank you for your time again. Thank you very much. Can't ask for a better co-host with the most. More importantly, I have to ask you that amazing question. How do you love your footy? I like it. Lace out. So do I, big fella. Have a great week, listeners, and we'll see you you, this time next week. Go Dees.
Bye, listeners. Bye, listeners.